Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Ah, Lulu Nishmasi Mimi Rosi Rusbas Mordechai Moshe Siderson. Rebelli, I was learning on this month's Shabbos, Dafat you and MDY in flight high above the Canadian Rafis. And I heard loud and clear the Kavachoymer vis a vis during Kaddish and by extension, there is no busha with learning and being visible with my Ruchnius. And I was learning just after I dabbed with Talis and Tfilin on the plane. Oh, that's a great example of not having busha. Wearing a thousand tefillin in a public place, that's one of those things. Living with the daf, agudvach, Moshe. Rabbi Yisai, on Friday morning, I had the honor of hosting the renowned Ami lunch break celebrity, the esteemed Avi Kamiansky. Over the delightful session of cake and coffee, we indulge in conversations covering a myriad of topics, including MDY, the daf, and all sorts of worldly stuff. What a gem of a Oyev Yisrael he is. To have him every day, Kimat. What's going on? Shalom Aleichem, Choshev Magichir from Boca. Come. Mendy, let him in a little bit. It was truly a delight to spend time with him. Your Talmud, Mark Ashkenazi, Shalom Aleichem, Eli Stefanski. What's your name? Ben Sugarman. Ben Sugarman, Shalom Aleichem. Wait a minute. Really? No, speak up. Why do you tell me that? I don't like my room. Arois, you're not about. I'm just kidding. No, pressure's on. We have a gadata, so it's like I had a guest from uh, Judah David's brother. He used to live in uh, Boca, so his son, David, David, one of the Davids. Oh yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. He's by us for Shabbos. The boy, uh, I don't know. Well, I don't know the father's name. Uh, they move. They move to the five towns or something. Right, yeah, right. yeah. Okay. Hi, this is Yisrael Halpern. Hi, Ellie. I'm visiting my children, grandchildren, great grandchildren in the United States. Couldn't believe what I saw in the weekly paper in Lakewood. Of all the puzzles of Yomagishir that are giving sheer, you were chosen. Don't get a swelled head, because while I was in Lakewood visiting my daughter and family, who do not have Wi-Fi, I was not able to even zoom your sheer, download WhatsApp in her home. So I was forced to listen to another Magishir every morning at six a.m. on the Lakewood radio. See you, Bezrat Hashem. The end of February, Yisrael Halperin. And over here it says there's a famous Misa of Harav Yosef Chaim Zonnefeller of Cook arrived at a bris together. Both said that the other one should go first through the door. Chaim Zonnefeld should go first. He's the Rav Yushalayim, Yosef Chaim Zonnefeld, until Rav. Yisrael opened the other door and they went in arm in arm. Bekitzer, okay, Reb Tuvia Cohen, Shkoyach. Rabbi Yisai, the Koylel is sponsored by anonymous from Lakewood who does not listen to the radio at six a.m. in the morning. Rafua Tinoik Ben Malko, the Masechta for the unity of Am Yisrael, the Parasha Chodesh, seven of them. You did your Pereria, L'schus Zivug Hagam Akarev, Chana Rochel Bas Michal, Chaim Dovid Ben Shalamis, V'Shoshana Brochel Bas Shalamis. In memory of Benjamin Early from Anonymous in Manchester, joined the Shia at the beginning of Saita. I noticed that uh, Rav doesn't like coming for this part. Like he comes in a few minutes. Maybe it's not so good to. Bemis, I don't know. 
Parents of Chaydish, Prince Yen Avrumi grows to Lidishma as the Yorotites of our fathers, Shlomi Zalman ben Yitzchak, Isaac, Zuchron of Rocha, Ben Yomen, Isaac ben Tzvi Hirsch, Akoyen, Zuchron of Rocha. Parnas Hayoim, Joe and Galia bury Moreshet in memory of Galia's father, Moshe ben Yehuda, Shomashet Heaven Aliyah. Parnas Hayoim, Kalman of the five towns, Fufur Shlema of Chayaleah, Bat Rochel. He sent the email, I forgot to put it in there. Rachmei Shemayim Merubim, they changed this woman's name. Chaya Leah Bad Rachel, young woman. Anonymous for the schus, the art of the month. Anonymous for the schus, for easy childbirth, his daughter, and a healthy baby, Raboisai. Here we are, today's daf pei aleph. 80 days, 80 days into Baba Kama. The other day we were talking about the Gemara from Baba Basra, I mentioned in the Hebrew shir. Believe it or not, it's unbelievable. We will be. Bezrat Hashem in Mesechus Baba Basra, like in the middle of Baba Basra, in less than six months. Finishing Baba Kama, we'll be doing the entire Baba Metziah, Bezrat Hashem, and a little bit of Baba Basra in less than six months. That's how it goes. So before we start Shir, is Boca a good place to live in? Okay. It's not Eretz Israel. It's not Eretz Israel. But if, uh, versus Miami? It's not Eretz Israel. It's not Eretz <laughs> Politically correct. Okay. We'll schmooze later. Turn around, bottom. It's not there. It's just troll. Uh, so, no, I'm just looking for a place for my daughter. That's it. <laughs> when Yeshua gave over Eretz Troll to Klai Yisrael, he made a deal with them. He said, I'll give it to you on condition they keep these 10 tonight. So we discussed this yesterday. If you have sheep, goats, you're permitted to use your friend's forest. You can graze there without the person's permission. And you can go and gather firewood from other people's premises. You're allowed to take wood. And you can take different grasses, different herbs, besides a place that they grow, fenugreek, or they call it in Hebrew, chilba. Why? Because it seems like the fenugreek needs the grasses. It needs it to grow. So by you taking the grasses, you're ruining this guy's fenugreek. This is very interesting. You want, you want a nice tree. What do you do? You look around, you see your neighbor has nice astrogum. Now, one option is, <laughs> why not? I didn't say graft. Koitman means to take, you chop off a branch, and you put the branch into the ground. You could, you could plant a seed, but you never know what you're going to get from a seed. Over here, you, you're going to get exactly the same tree. He has nice astrogum, you take a branch. Now, you go into his backyard, people work really hard. Rabbi Shomer has an Essex tree in his backyard. It's a lot of work, right? Rabbi Schoenberg, you got to make sure the thorns are this. You go this way. Huh? That's how you started. You took a branch. With Rishus, without Rishus. Family Lefkowitz. And he has nice asragum, he tells me. I'm going to check it out. So you go into your friend's backyard. You go into Rabbi Schoenberg's backyard without his Rishus. But there's, there's conditions. You can't be, Rabbi Dambi, you can't leave now. There's different 
conditions. So you have to you can you have to take only this, this kind of branch, that type of branch, new, not old, not in the sun, not in, different things. But it, it's unbelievable. I think the bottom line is that you know, typically speaking, you stand your right. You say, no, don't come into my backyard. Who are you to come into my back? Typically, and Yeshua is teaching us that don't be don't be like that. If it doesn't. Yish, yeah, but it's not only Yeshiva Yitzro, we saw in Bavel also, in Chutz Laretz also. No, 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 Chutz Laretz also, these halachas. In Bolka, could you do this? Yeah, if that's where the Yidin live, and this, yeah, maybe, yeah. We'll see. If I have if I have sheep, I bring them into your backyard. <laughs> no, and you, you, you shouldn't have been like that. You should have said, you know what, bring birds, bring birds. I'll teach you how to get rid of them. Yeah, what he's talking about, I once rented a, uh, his house that he lives in right now, but I never moved in there. So I had it for a very long time. We don't live somewhere, the birds know immediately and they come. So till this very day, he has the birds that are, some, the Gemara says sometimes these pigeons are worth more than sheep. He has a lot of them. He has tiny something. He has, you have gold over there, gold. You just go out, grab one, it's a carbon. Okay. Now, if a person has a, a tree that, that's not doing very well, he has an olive tree, so you cut it down to the stump, something like this. And it's more, this is a Zayis tree, but this one is a little clearer. But you get the idea. You, cut, you chop it down, and you have to leave uh, two fistfuls of this stump, and you shouldn't take anything that's lower than that. Let it grow. Let it rejuvenate. Okay, so... When you're taking from your friend, it has to be b'seichel, it has to be something that doesn't damage him. You can't just come into to, to his backyard and, and have your sheep graze and eat up his entire backyard. It's talking about he has a larger forest. We're going to see, there's different rules. But at the same time, pay attention that we're doing chesed with somebody else and don't be that guy, no, it's my backyard, you can't come in here. No, if he could benefit, he could take a little a branch and start off a whole tree if you look at what Hanar, Rabbi Schoenberg has from that one branch, and he talks about it, and he this, and he has this Shroigen for free for the rest of his life. You have water coming out of your backyard. You have a little spring. Anybody can just walk in and grab a cup of water. And the Gemara says at the end, you don't even have to pay. It says, you do have to pay, but you don't have to pay. Even though the Kineret is owned by Shevet Naftali, you could stand there with, here's a nice picture, with a, uh, a fishing rod, chaka, not a net. It says Mufurish, a fishing a rod, one at a time. And you, you take fish from Naftali's Rishos. This is, this is a guy from the, this Yehuda, Levi, whatever it is. He goes to Naftali and he, and he fishes. Obavad, shal yifrois kela v'yam I'm not exactly sure what kela is, but this is just l'saber sa'oizen. Something like this. You start putting down wood and different traps underneath. So, first of all, the, the issue is you can't take too many fish. You can't do it in an a, um, industrial manner, thank you. But there's another problem. Also, you're, you're damaging the boats. Boats can't get through there. You're permitted to go into somebody's field that has a fence and relieve oneself over there. Not only that, Remove a stone to use it as toilet paper from his fence. You're destroying his fence. You're allowed to do that. 
Even though, check this out, saffron, even today, $5,000 a pound in saffron. Maybe take off the one in the corner. Oh, because I pushed it, you pushed it at the same time? Okay. The point is that whatever you did over there is not going to be good for the saffron, the, the, the reyachra, whatever it is, or you need a little bit more shmira, you took away from the wall. Even if you have a very expensive spice growing there, this is the, the world's most expensive spice, Adi Mazet, you're allowed to use that person's chotzer as a bathroom. You're allowed to use shortcuts through different people. What? Ah, that's right. Sorry, it's right next to me. Here. Do you want to zoom in? This little thing's 50 shekel? Are you able to zoom? Let's see. Let's see your zooming capabilities. More, more. Is it, what do you do with it? Does it smell good? I have to make a brocha? Yeah. Okay. Here, pass it down to him. Shkoyach. Give the chash of a guest. I don't know if you ever held that in your hand. All right. Now I see why a pound costs $5,000. You need like a, a house full of this stuff. It's, it doesn't weigh anything. Until you you could use people's backyards in Muncie or whatever, wherever you live, that you have to go through different fields. Until there's a, enough rain that's going to ruin the field by you walking there. So it goes like this. Here's a picture. When people walk on, on the mud, so it creates highs and lows, different yisaydois, that when it dries up, it's very, very difficult to walk on mud that people stepped on. So therefore, you're permitted to walk on, like these two individuals are walking on the side where it's already the field. It's already private property. So if I were to ask you right now, those are two individuals. What should they do? Should they walk where they're walking right now on the side of the field? Or they should be nice guys and walk in the middle and not ruin it for the, the owner of the field. What would you say? What? They should what? Always be a nice guy. So the Gemara is going to tell us a story where a guy was trying to be a nice guy. and He almost lost his feet. Rebbe almost chopped off his feet. No, because it's gaiva. Once Yeshua gives you rishos to, to go on the side, you wouldn't think that, right? Don't, don't be so nice. Chacham said you could do it, but you showing that you're not doing it, it's more of a gaiva, it's you, Ara. It's uh, making extra chumras. So in order to explain this, this is Mamish Bizmanazah. I want to show you an example of this Gemara in our days, so you understand what's going on here. In America, they have something called uh, cornfield mazes. Corn maze. <coughs> here is, uh, if, the, if you have volume, it will explain it very well. Here we go. What just happened there? I don't know. Okay. I'm really scared. It's really dark, and we got a three-week-old baby with us. Calm down. Your husband's with you, right? Yes, but my baby. <laughs> 
Okay, so that's in a cornfield in America. They say that they get these calls all the time. 911 people call them from within the cornfield. They're lost. Lost in the cornfield. What could you do? So the Gemara says here, you're inside a vineyard, you got lost. How do you get out? You have the right, you push it, you go, here's a picture, you chop down the wood, you chop down the vineyard, you come out. Now, obviously, it seems like from the Gemara, you can back his way out and come around. He doesn't have to, you can go right through the vineyard, chop. But we learned, if a person, even if a person is starving, could he walk into a bakery and steal a loaf of bread? The answer is, if Nefesh, he's allowed to, if he does it with intent to pay. So over here also, they discuss it, they're showing him. He would have to say, okay, I'm going to pay for the damage. You can't just damage somebody's vineyard. And finally, wherever you find a, uh, a body that nobody's claiming, it's a mitzvah. The area around him, the Dalit Amis around the body becomes that of the mitzvah, and you bury him right there on the spot. So now the Gemara is going to go, today, that's today's Sugya, we're going to go through these 10, uh, we actually read 11 different Takanas Tnaim that Yeshua made, and see how they work. There's different rules. Shumar Bacharashim, you're allowed to graze, your, your animals are allowed to graze on somebody else's property. Here's a, a classic case of where the Gemara kind of plays with the words, it makes you think a second before you go on, because without... Rashi would be very difficult to understand. It means, Daka means a behema Daka. Gasa means a forest. doesn't mean a behema Gasa, because it be, would make no sense that you let to take a behema Gasa in a, a behema Daka in a Gasa. But anyway, so it means, your small animal is allowed to graze in somebody's very large forest. It's not going to cause any damage. It's not going to be noticeable. I have a Daka with Daka. When you have a small animal in a small backyard, that would be also. Vigasa, vigasa, your camel eating, even in somebody's large forest, light. The Kolshkin, and certainly, gasa, vidaka, if you have a large animal in a small backyard, the light, that would be us. So there's rules. I'm assuming that a gasa and a daka, if a guy has a thousand sheep and he brings them through even a decent sized forest, it would also be a problem. Each, I guess, each individual case. So I'm not sure, but maybe. So they say, you let it go into your friend's property and take firewood. Says Gemara, it's not so posh. Weeds. You know those trees that grow, the unwanted trees that all of a sudden pop up in your backyard and you, you work hard to pull them out? That kind of stuff. You can't just go over to, to Essek tree and chop uh, firewood from there. You let it take it when it's attached to the ground because then you're actually doing a favor to the owner. He doesn't want that tree. Ava, but Lushin, but you see it's already, somebody cut it down. That means somebody put it on the side there for his firewood. So don't take his ready-made firewood. That would be a no-no. Ava, but Lushin, like, even if it's attached, it still has some moisture. It's not really ready for firewood. That would be evasion, completely dried out. Like, you shouldn't take even wood that's attached and the Gemara has is over but don't uproot a tree you're allowed to take grasses besides if it's in a fenugreek uh, patch where the, it's, the grass is needed so it says the Gemara you see that 
for fenugreek, grass is good. It needs it. And that's why you shouldn't take it, because if you're taking it, you're ruining the fenugreek. Vermini, question. So this is a halacha. It's interesting, because we learned in my cotton. It was very, I was very surprised to learn it back then. Bezdin has a whole crew of people that they go around, and if you don't uproot your client from your field, they're busy uprooting different clients from different, that's what they do all day. So the halacha is about climb different grasses that grow within different vegetables, it would be a problem. So the halacha is, we're not worried, if you see grass with fenugreek, don't worry, Bezdin doesn't have to deal with it, and we're not going to him to, to, to take, he doesn't want it there, he eventually, he himself is going to get rid of the grass. So you see the grass is not good for tilton. So why are you telling me grass is good and you shouldn't take it? So when it says there's enough community, it depends. So if you look back at this fenugreek, here's a box of, of seeds. When I want seeds, then he, he wants it over there, I think. No, the opposite. Lazirin, he wants the grass. When he wants the, the stalks, he wants the grass because it grows better, grabs onto it. For the seeds, he doesn't want the grass. So when, he's, when he needs it for seeds, we're not worried. He's going to take out the grass himself. In our sugya, we're talking about he wants the actual fenugreek. He wants the, the stalks. And the grass helps him. So by you taking out the grass, you ruin it for him. So be careful. Don't take out the grass. It takes away some of the nourishment of the actual zraim. So therefore, he wants the grass out. But when he wants, when he has stalks, he wants grass. It rides, it, it holds on to the, to the grass. It latches onto the grass and it's good for it. When a person is eating the fenugreek himself, so he doesn't want the grass. So he'll take out the grass himself. So that's by us also. Uh, no. By us, you could, by us, you're not supposed to take out the grass. That means it's lebehema. Kind of lebehema, he wants the grass in there, so don't take out the grass from him. Why? The kivin lebehemo, the zaro. Asav nami He wants everything. He's giving the. He doesn't want the animal just to eat uh, fenugreek. He wants the animal to eat a lot, so he wants the grass in there. Don't take out his grass. But you're coming by, and you want to know if you can take this grass out. How can you tell if the guy is growing it for his animal, for a human being? If it's nice and straight, interesting, I guess, nice rose, a fenugreek, then you know it's for a person. If it's uh, a balagan, then it's for an animal. You allowed to go into a person's backyard and take a branch off a tree, besides if it's a small olive tree that's uh, two, two fistfuls. This is, I, I don't know if this is the only time in Shas, maybe. It seems like, I'm not a bucking in Shas, but I would guess, I'd venture to say, that this is the only time in Shas, that when it talks about a Zayas, it doesn't mean a Kezayas, it means an olive tree. When it talks about a Kebeza, it doesn't mean an egg, it means the length of an egg. Usually, kibetza is volume. Over here, it's the length of an egg. It's very strange, very interesting. That any time you see, you have to leave on the tree. When you cut off a branch, leave 
a kabeitzah length. It's a weird way of saying a length. Yeah, I don't know. Usually it's a tefach, this, half a tefach. Leave a kabeitzah long branch. Okay? That's what you do. We're in an olive tree. Not an olive. The whole shas is kazayis and kabeitzah. Over here it's in one, two words. Kazayis, kabeitzah. Bekonim, when you're talking about reeds, ubekfanim, minapkakulamala. This is the best I can do, Rabbi Isai. There's a certain knot in a, in a branch. Kind of indicates that this is the new growth from this year. So from that knot forward, you're allowed to take. Because it doesn't, it doesn't do anything for you. It does not, it's not a big loss if, if, you, if somebody takes that off. It's not growing fruit, etc. You take other trees, if it's not a, it's not grape, you take from the soft branches. Don't take the real strong, thick branches. Minchadosh, take from the new, doesn't make fruit. Don't take from the old ones that are already producing fruit. Again, we allow you to go into your friend's backyard. But be a mensch. Don't cause damage. Think before you start taking over a branch. Where's the sun hitting? Is this valuable? Not val- Take the least valuable one. The one that does the job for you, but doesn't cause too much harm to the other guy. Not from a place that has sunshine. In other words, any outer branch from the tree, from all sides, is a makam because eventually the sun comes around and it'll hit all the branches. So it means take from the inside of the tree where it's already hidden from the sun. You see from this pasuk that the, it's a bracha that the sun hits the tree. And don't take from the, the, the main part of the tree. Payal from the base, sponsored by Greg Haber for the success, the safe return of our chaylim and hostages, and for the schut for Klai Yisrael. You have a spring of water that comes out of your backyard. Yeshua said, anybody can walk into your backyard and take water. I'll mention that here in Ramah B'Chemish, I haven't seen it anywhere else in the world. I'm sure it exists. But a few people have put, spent from their own money and bought water fountains, cold water fountains. They put out a constant supply of cups. So people walk up Ayalon right over here. I've seen it. I've seen it over there. But especially in the middle of Ayalon, it's a very steep hill. Where? Ayarkon, I saw it, right, Ayarkon. And there's a, a Sorek. People are Bali Chesed. It costs them money. The cups, the machine, the electric, the, the noise, the, the teenagers that sit on their steps at two in the morning and drink water and make noise, all that. It's Chesed, real Chesed. Huh? You know water they're drinking. Oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, you have to pay for it. But let's say, don't worry about it. That's not the You'll add a fish in Tferia and the Kineret, but don't put out like wood on the bottom and it, it hurts the, the ships. So I'm going to read these words because it's in the Gemara, but the Vilna going takes it out. Huh? What? Yeah. You're saying that that's not Allah Allah Maisa? I don't know. It could be over here because there's no... What do you mean? Why, why would you say it's not Allah Allah? Based on what? 
Yeah, but that's water. There's no loss for water. I do know. <laughs> no, I'm saying the Rishonim talk about it. No, you're destroying guys' vineyard. You're destroying it. You mm-hmm. cause them a loss. A vineyard's not a joke. People pay big money for these uh, vineyards. Mm-hmm. It's 500 years old and has this flavor, that thing. A guy comes in and you got lost. So that's why you're, gonna, you're allowed to chop up my tree. Yeah? There's machlegs Rishonim? I hear. Okay. Like everything else, machlegs Rishonim. It says that the villain going takes it out because it says in the Gemara that you sit there with a fishing rod and the Gemara sticks in here that you put it in the... the there's a Tesis also, there's a Rishonim that talk about this line here and they say that is before the, uh, what Yeshua instituted. Bekitzer, do whatever you want. If you're Litvish and you hold by the villain going, you take this, these words out. In the beginning, before Yeshua came around and made his Tanai, so they said, okay, don't put out a, a clear this thing here. Let, let's just show it again. So I, I don't even know if this is it. I'm just throwing this out just as, a, as an idea. We have this This could It hurts the, 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 the fishing. It also hurts the, the, the boats. Back then, before Yeshua came around, you could even use a net, a larger net, you should know that the Kinneret is in Naftali's Chela. They own it, the entire thing. So now they had a little bit of an issue. How did, how did they enter the Kinneret from the south? The south was, was by some, it's another Shevet. So they gave them around the Kinneret, whatever, a few feet, at least to put out their nets over there. That was theirs. The Kaimish and Emar. It says the Pasuk Yom Vedaraim on the south. Yerusha, they got a Yerusha. Tanya Reb Shimon Laza Oimer. Lushim Shebaharim Becheskas Kol Ashvatim Heimaimdim. When Klai Yisrael walked into Eretz Yisrael and they found metal and they found gold, silver, bikes, computers, whatever they found, anybody, any shevet could walk over, even in Chelik Naftali, right by the Kinneret, and grab a watch that they found. It's not that wasn't owned by Naftali. Because it's metaltalin. Anybody could come and grab it. But if it's attached, uh, an apple on a tree, then it's that particular shevet that owns it. Very interesting shaila to get to our day today. Saw on the news, they showed these pictures that they found millions of shekel and dollars in, in Shomalechem. What's your name, Tzadik? Russell Adler from? Edison, New Jersey, some regards to my very good friend, Avi Kamalar. Okay. Edison, whew, you're, you're also from Edison. Bezer Hashem, the new country. All right, so the Shaila is, can a chayal that see some cash over there, see some, could he, could he pocket it? It's one Shaila. It's today, in Gaza today. So, I don't know that I love exactly. I'm just throwing. So, first of all, money for short. It shouldn't. I'm saying halacha. So, a big problem is that the, the army doesn't allow it. It's against, it's against the law. So, l'chayra, just for that, they shouldn't be doing it. But what about the army themselves? Can the army themselves take. Is it gnevas akum? You're not allowed to just go into an Arab home and, and take money and jewelry. Now, 
if it's part of, if, oh, if it's a bizas mochama, if it's part of a kibush, so the shayas, what they're doing there also, so I'm saying there's something interesting to think about. Are they going to conquer and stay there? And then if it's part of, then it's part of the kibush and then it should be okay. Or they're going into there for as a, as a, some sort of, uh, uh, what do they call it? Like uh, exercise, they're going to a raid and they're, t- they're trying to find certain things, but they're not really conquering and then it'll be a problem luckily to take. You're saying it's Hefker. You're saying something else. In the house of terrorists. The money, oh, the money, so money, right. The money, uh, large amounts of money are probably Hamas and it's for terrorism purposes. Okay, I'm just saying, think about it for a second. It's not so posh it. Before you take, before you go into Gaza and start taking people's jewelry from the thing, you, we have to think, luckily, if it's a right or not. I don't know what that is. So again, you're talking about Hefker, you're talking about different things. I'm talking about Stam. We had a bar foreman who was here. He says in Jenin, they're going around from ha- literally from house to house, block to block, raiding every single house to look for weapons. And so you're there. You could take. You could this. But I'm saying, theoretically, could you? You're a fireman. Fireman in India, we had a fire. After the fire, half your stuff is missing. Avigar is shaking his head. It's a yidua. That's part of what they get paid. It's okay. That's already... <laughs> What, it's no, Navi? What about cops? You were a cop in New York. Did cops take stuff? I don't know what that means. Oh, body cameras. But you go like this, you point it towards the ceiling and think, what do you mean? This is tricks. Nobody. It's going to be lost anyway. It's Mamish Hefke. It's a mitzvah to take. It's a mitzvah to take. Let me ask you another Shaila. Here's another Shaila, real quickly. The Nazis took. A Maizashar, they took a crown from a Sefer Torah, a silver crown from a Sefer Torah, they stole from a, a Jew. And uh, then eventually the Americans came in and took it from them. Who owns the crown today? It was a Shaila that was brought to Rebbe Yashif. So do you view the Nazis, Rebbe Yashif says, do not view the Nazis as, as a kibush. They were an army, they went through and they took. He says, no, because they only took from the Jews. So that was, it was, that was, a, it was an anti-Semitic. Was, but they didn't go, they went through uh, went different to countries. Okay, fine. Anyway, he passed in that it goes back to the to the original Yid, even though it was in the Israeli, it was in the museum, whatever the guy wanted it back. Fine. Zok to Gemara. Ve'ein l'chok al sheve v'shevet says the Gemara, ve'ein l'chok al sheve v'shevet Yisrael she'ein lo'i bahar. You should know that every shevet received from Yeshua the the mountainous views, the valleys, the the straight, everything, even even ocean. Fronts. Everything, every shave it got. <laughs> the lowlands, open, in the valleys. You see, it says the mountain of Amor. So you think that Amor only has a mountain. Again, even though it says Amori, the Amari didn't have just a har. It had everything. It had Shvelo, it had the ocean. Shinemar Bakal Shekhenov, Alma Shekhenov Hachihav. And if you if you conquer the Amari, you're gonna get all those uh, different types of land. You let it relieve yourself in somebody else's field. What's going on here is that you let it remove a stone from the wall. 
and by that you damage the person's wall and use it as, as toilet paper. Omer where destroying a wall is a shvus. If you destroy a wall to build a wall, that's Isidur Isa. But if you destroy a wall and it stays, then it's a Isidur Abbanon. And on Shabbos for, for a tzairach, like that, a covered abrias, using toilet paper, uh, destroying somebody's wall is mutter. So what about Bizman Azeh? I think everybody knows that Allah was Kedai to go over it. person is stuck in a place, bathroom on Shabbos, without to- ripped toilet paper. What, what do you do? So halacha number one is, you can use the toilet paper without ripping it, and just put the entire thing into the toilet, flush, and that cuts the toilet paper. That's one way. But what if that's not possible? So, they say in the name of Rebbe Yashiv, that b'shum kovet abriyos, you're allowed to cut the toilet paper, b'shinui, u'l'kela'achir yad, another, with your left hand, a different way, not in the perforated line, that's how you do it. That's one way. And Kivan Shiganalaza, once in a while, as a public service announcement. I don't like doing this, but MS I don't. But I we have to talk about this organization here in Israel. The whole purpose is to talk about that Kleistral should get bidets in their house. Bidet. Now a bidet costs less than $30. It's my, it's an attachment you put on your toilet seat. It's the best thing that ever was invented. That was, that was ever invented. Why? First of all, you don't need to, but it's for la halacha, it's the cleanest way out. That's why a lot of shuls in Bnei Brak, you go into Letterman, they only they have bidets. Now, if you have one, very, you save money. No toilet paper, maybe a tiny drop. But you know, it's unbelievable, la halacha. So, just don't, you, know, you got to tell the kids about it, because my, when my, my son went to my father's house the first time, my Aaron, he's, he's already like 27, but then he's, I don't know, 10, 11, he saw this, and he's like, what is this? And he looks at it, and he turns it on, and it hit him right in the face. So he got scared, and he ran out, and he left it on, and then he gets there's a flood. Anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody did. We are. Tomer, that's, uh, you got to put it in. Somebody, I think, spent like 500 shekel or something for the bidet over here. Yeah. Dollars? Who was that person? Unbelievable. Maybe it's the same person that donated two chairs that, and then we got these free chairs and I don't know what to do. We have to pay him back or something. Oh, right, wait, let's talk later. This is a bushuk doyla. <laughs> Says Gemara. Oi, we got to go. <laughs> At the end of the day, Rabbi says, seriously speaking, think about the chesed Hashem that we have today, that we have a bathroom inside our house. Only 70, 80 years ago, people in... Right now in Chicago, it's like 10 degrees. New York, 18 degrees. Imagine having to go to the bathroom. Somebody has a stomach ache at 3 in the morning. You have to put on your coat and go out through the snow and sit there. And the, the unbelievable people we used to go through. When you say Asher just to think about, forget our body. The bathroom that we use. It's unbelievable. And not, not to have to use a stone out of a wall that has a little cement on it also. As the Gemara says here. He was a chassid. So he took the stone, put it back in the wall. <laughs> this is even better. He tells Shamish, Zil Shirke, that uh, stone that's a little off color from the rest, make sure it's cemented in there. But the truth is that you see from here, you can, Reboi said we can learn from this. Not always when you go to a restaurant, you don't, you, you don't have to put your thing back in the garbage. Somebody's going to do it for you. Well, you know what? If you're a chassid, 
you take that extra time, you put it in the garbage yourself. There's certain things, you could be a mensch. You go out of your, your what, what you, you don't have to, you're right, you don't have to. Doesn't always mean that just because you don't have to, you shouldn't do it. Over here, he didn't have to put the stone back. He put it back. He cleaned up after himself. You don't have to wait until you design cheshven to, that the field gets ruined. Even a little moisture from dew also ruins our field if somebody steps on it. They were walking away. Now, it's very interesting that you know, the Israelis make fun of the Americans, the English. We say, I took a shower. I took a walk. Where you took? What, what did you take? And over here, the says, Shakli. Also in Aramaic, they took. They took a walk. Shakli v'azli b'urcha. Have mistalik Shmuel the drachim. Shmuel went on the side. Go back to that beautiful picture that Yoshi drew here. Oh. They went to the side of the... They didn't, they didn't step in the mud. This applies also in Babel. Listen to this, Reb Mendi. Not only Bavel with so many Yidin live, even in South Africa, Mendi. All the Tznoim Shisna Yeshua. Rebbe, Rebbe, Chiyavi, Shakli, Vazi, Borucha, Yistal, Gulitzida, Drochim. This is the Maisa. Rebbe, the Galadar, the Mechaber of the Mishnayis, and Rebbe Chia, also not Pashat, Rebbe Chia, they were walking. Yistal, Gulitzida, they went on the side, like in this picture over here. And in front of them was another Tanner, Rabbi Yehuda ben Knoisa, who was a Talmud of Rabbi Chia. Who's this person showing off in front of us? Maybe he's my Talmud, don't, don't worry about him. He's a big tzaddik. When they approached him, they got to, to him. So Rebbe says to him, if not for the fact that you're Chashav, I'll chop off your feet. In other words, I'll put you in Cherem. Why? One of the, one of the conditions the Chavis Avav says when you, when you do a Chumrah, you, should, you, you can do a Chumrah, but you don't look down at somebody else. You don't do the Chumrah to say, oh, I'm better than you. You don't feel good about yourself and don't put down another person. Just because that guy is not Makbed on your Chumrah, of eating this and this Heksher and this and this place, doesn't mean that he's a bad guy. So one of the, they felt that by you walking on the side, it's very interesting. I, I, me personally, I think, listen, why should I destroy the guy's grass? I could walk. I'll, I'll, no, Yeshua made a takana. Don't be better than us. Don't be better than, than what Yeshua said. You see your friend getting lost. This is also a big side in life, Rabbi Yisrael. You can cut through the vineyard. And you yourself also. You cut your way through. What? You shouldn't. You, you can only help somebody else. You can't help yourself. Somebody comes to help. So he's a rescuer. He knows how to rescue. He knows, he knows his way. You yourself. You don't know what you're doing. So maybe you shouldn't. You should go out. Come around. You're permitted. Says Gemara, there, Isu. You hear this? Rabbi, say, listen to this. When you help your friend find his way, you to return a person's body to himself. To give someone directions is a mitzvah, to, to be meshev is goof, to tell a kid that's riding his bike on the street, it might be a mitzvah to hey, you gotta wear a helmet or slow down when you drive. 
You're, you're trying to give back his, his body. It's a mitzvah I got to tell you, yesterday I made a phone call, and I think everybody should do the same thing. I called up a random guy, his father was here yesterday, and I don't think he's here, he told me he's going to come, but I called him up, I said, Shalom Aleichem, my name is Eli Stefanski, he says, yeah, yeah, I heard about you, Shir, I want to come to Shir. So I said, no, tomorrow is the, the perfect time to start. In other words, there are people out there, Donnie, he said he might know you, I think. There are people out there that really want to learn Torah, they just need that push, they need that phone call. And if, if it's a mitzvah to show somebody the way, when it comes to, to get out of a vineyard, to show them the way, when it comes to Ruchnius and say, hey, here's Torah, here's a new life, come on, here's the, here's the directions. Nachanoam 9, whatever it is, you tell them how to go. By the way, huh? The physical part is not the, the, the I think it's more important the, uh, the YouTube, whatever. I thought this was very, very funny. The, in, I think it was like last week. You know that everybody in Lakewood has a Toyota Sienna. That's like, you go and there's like hundreds of Siennas. So when they come to the uh, BMG, they park their Siennas there a lot of times and they leave the keys inside because they double, triple park. So a guy has to come out. So a guy left a sign. He says, listen, if you took my Sienna, <laughs> you know, like in Shul, you take somebody else's coat. So the guy took somebody else's Sienna. You took my Sienna. Oh, he did? Uh, that, that's the story. Okay. Interesting. When did that happen? My, I don't know. I thought it was hilarious. I, if, I, if you took my Sienna here, I have two car seats. You only have three. Okay, whatever. Oh, that's You have to... No, so, so the Gemara says like this. The Midaraisa, you have to save this guy. So we're going to get right. You scroll for coming, by the way. The Raisa who the Koybe Mitzray, you're right. The Raisa, no, he should go around, he should go on the sides, he shouldn't go through. Also, who? So Yeshua came, Takatim, a Fasik Boilum, a Fasik Yared. Yeshua is the one that was Mechadish that you allowed to cut through. Says Gemara, may Smitzvah come to Koymai, Bermini. You're telling me that a Mace Mitzvah, the four Amis that he died in, that's, that's what you should bury in Bermini. I might see Mitzvah, if a person finds a Mace Mitzvah lying down in the street, it says Rashi, 16 Amis. Mamish, look at this, it's just empty over here. Unbelievable. I think maybe, I'm not joking, maybe this word Isratya is where street comes from in English. It literally translates as street, Isratya. Mifaneo limin, Isratya, the small Isratya, you could take him, pick him up from the street, put him on the right of the street or the left. Zdeibur, if you have a, a fallow field, near and one that's plowed, obviously, where should you bury him? In the one that doesn't have that much value, in the one that's not plowed. Hoishtein burois, if you have two Fields that are just bur. So this is a big problem. Why? Because we said that the maze, I skipped. Zdei bur, by the way, I got a text this morning, I'm not kidding you, from someone who said, uh, I don't understand, you skipped three words on that Ein Zayin on the base. He just texted me today. He says, where was Rav Nachman? He thinks that you weren't there Matzah Shabbos. No, he said, it was, I think it was Matzah Shabbos. Yeah. Really? No, but... I said it in him. I'll say it now. If it's plowed and one is already seated, put him in the plowed field, which is less damaged. They're both equal. The problem is, from the fact 
that you don't just bury him right where he's at, you see that he's not kind of makam. He doesn't acquire the place where he died. You can put him in the field next to it. We're talking about when he's, he died literally in the middle of the street. And you're going to bury him in the middle of the street. Now anybody that drives over him is going to become Tomei. Once you're allowed to move him, then you can use any field you want. Amri, there's a Gemara in Exubus. We learned it that uh, Rebbe Kiva took a mace mitzvah two mil. And there's a whole thesis over there in Exubus that talks about that he that it was a uh, what he did was wrong. It was like he killed people. It was like killing because a mace mitzvah deserves to be buried right there. He shouldn't have moved them. His rabbin taught him. Uh, I guess it was in the beginning. Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Lazar. It was also bit of Torah, etc. Okay, Amri. Ask the Gemara. Hani chatzrin yavion asara. Hani chatzrin yavion. Why you tell me this ten tonight? It's really eleven. Says Gemara. Bahakim shvilu shus shleim amarin. You show only said ten. The eleventh was shleim amelech that you could uh, walk on the side. You could walk in uh, on shortcuts until you zayin chesed. The sign yarish kolu perosim and asada v'ne minach v'ne yadim lekolas v'sichdeu. You have nothing to do with your field. It's finished. There's no more fruit. So you're supposed to let people go in there. And if you don't, what do people say? What does he care? From, instead of being good, people are going to call you bad. There's such a passage in. It says almost like that. Don't prevent good from the owner. Don't be that guy. If you have nothing to lose, why not let him use it? Vesuleka, that's the only thing. These are the only ten. Voika the Rabbi Yehuda, the same Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, Bishasi says as well. When you take out all the the, the manure or whatever, other mitzvah the zivla the shusarav and sevri koshloshim, you take it out in the middle of the shusarav. Kedai sheyanishay beragli adam ragli behema. You let people step on that disgusting stuff to turn it to fertilizer. Shamanaskein hilchah Yeshua Yisrael asaretz. That was part of the deal. Vaika also another one there. Bishmal b'nai shem b'yechem brogel. This time Bishmal b'nai b'chol b'yechem brogel. Oimer tonight bezinu she has zayir techs deicha veiroi. We're talking about a beekeeper here. Check this out. A person has bees and they run away. They like this ba, the bow bow whatever it's called in English. They like this thing that they, they naturally go to these kind of branches. So he lost all his bees and he's a beekeeper and he's bees. So he's allowed to go into his friend's field, just chop off that branch with all his bees, bring it back into his house, and he has to pay for the branch. To save his bees, all he does is pay for the branch. And another one, two people, one with a barrel full of wine, it's worth $100, one with a barrel full of honey, it's worth $1,000. I could force you, Rabbi, say, hear what's going on? I don't know a good mashal, but I could force you, halachically, to dump your wine to save my honey. And you, you pay him, you get paid for the wine from the honey. Just one more line. You have a, a donkey that breaks down in the middle of the street. He's full of trees that is worth, the branches not worth that much. And the other guy has flax worth much more. You knock off the Wood to, in order to save the guy's flags. So it's ours, we have a lot more than 10. We're talking about all the Tanayim that said there was 10. These are individuals that said there's another one, 11, 12. That we're not counting. Have a wonderful day.